What you think, you see, and you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Welcome to the Think Better, Live Better podcast. We're your hosts, Mark and Angel Chernoff. New York Times bestselling authors and creators of the popular blog, Mark and Angel Hack Life. Today's episode is titled, How to Be Calm, One Lesson Too Many of Us Learn Too Late. On a chilly evening 18 years ago, after spending nearly every waking minute with Angel for eight straight days, I knew I had to tell her just one thing. So late at night, just before she fell asleep, I whispered it in her ear. She smiled, the kind of smile that makes me smile back. And she said, when I'm 75 and I think about my life and what it was like to be young, I hope I can remember this very moment. A few seconds later, she closed her eyes and fell asleep. The room was peaceful, almost silent. All I could hear was the soft purr of her breathing. I stayed awake thinking about the time we'd spent together and all the choices in our lives that made this moment possible. And at some point I realized it didn't really matter what we'd done or where we'd gone, nor did the future hold any significance. All that mattered was the serenity of the moment, just being with her and breathing with her. Why did I just share that story with you? Because doing so helps remind me, and I know you need a reminder sometimes too. Sometimes we all need to be reminded of the beauty and sweetness of truly absorbing yourself into the present moment into the people, the dialogues, and the priceless little gifts that exist there. We need to be reminded of what it's like to truly be present and accepting and at peace with where we are. Because too often amidst the drama and chaos, we forget. We forget to simply be and breathe with those around us. We forget to appreciate the beauty they possess, despite their flaws. So, I'm sharing this priceless moment from my distant past, which helps me find my inner calm, no matter where I am or who I'm with. And yeah, I realize that not every moment is a love story, right? But not every moment has to be, to be good enough for us just the way that it is. The human superpower of calmness. The most fundamental aggression to ourselves and others. The most fundamental harm we can do to human nature as a whole on a daily basis is to remain ignorant by not having the awareness or courage to look at ourselves and others honestly gently. All day, every day, many of us get annoyed with people and their situations when they fail to live up to our expectations, as if their reality isn't enough for us and never will be. We reject these people and their problems because they somehow seem different than our own. We feel like we need something better, something more from them, and we scream inside. We let our emotions and anxieties get the best of us and we blind ourselves to the truth. The truth is, when someone upsets us, this is often because they aren't behaving according to our fantasy of how they should behave. The frustration then stems not from their behavior, but from how their behavior differs from our fantasy. Let this sink in, and let's not get carried away going forward. Calmness is a superpower. Regardless of the situation, The ultimate measure of our wisdom and strength is how calm we are when facing the situation. The ability to not overreact or take things personally keeps our mind clear and our heart at peace, which instantly gives us the upper hand. Over the past decade, there's a way of being 
that Angel and I have gradually been cultivating in our lives. We've been taming our tendencies to get angry and irritated with people when their behavior doesn't match our expectations. Now, as human beings, again, we all have an idea in our heads about how things are supposed to be. And sadly, this is what often messes us up the most. We get frustrated when things don't play out the way we expect them to, and people don't behave like they're supposed to. We expect our spouses and children to act a certain way, our friends to be kind and agreeable, strangers to be less difficult, life to be easier, and so on and so forth. And when reality hits us and everyone and everything seems to be doing the opposite of what we want, we feel pressure inside and then we overreact. Anger, frustration, tears spew out of us. So what can we do about this? Breathe and think better, that's what. You can't control how other people behave. You can't control everything that happens to you. What you can control is how you respond to it all. In your response is your greatest opportunity. In your response is your power. When you feel your lid is about to blow, take a long, deep breath. Deep breathing releases tension, calms down our fight or flight reactions and allows us to quiet our anxious nerves so we can choose more considerate and constructive responses, no matter the situation. So for example, do your best to inhale and exhale next time another driver cuts you off in traffic. In a recent poll we conducted with our most recent Think Better Live Better event attendees, overreacting while driving in traffic was one of the most commonly cited reasons for overreacting on a daily basis. Just imagine if all the drivers on the road took a deep breath or two before making a nasty hand gesture or screaming obscenities at each other. There's no doubt that it can drive us crazy when we don't get what we expect from people, especially when they're being rude and difficult, right? But trying to change the unchangeable, wanting others to be exactly the way we want them to be, just doesn't work. The alternative, though, is unthinkable to most of us. To simply breathe, to let go, and to lead by example, and to accept people even when they irritate us. Here's the way of being that Angel and I have been cultivating and practicing and advocating for. Truly be present. We want to truly be present. We want to breathe deeply and often. We want to remind ourselves that we can't control other people. We want to remind ourselves that other people can handle their lives however they choose. We want to not take their behavior personally every step of the way. We want to see the good in them even when it's difficult. We want to let go of the ideals and expectations we have about others and in life in general that causes unnecessary fr frustration, drama, and bouts of stress and anger in our lives. We want to remember that when others are being difficult, they are often going through a difficult time we know nothing about. And we want to give them empathy, love, and space. Being this way, thinking better in this way, takes practice, but it's worth it. It makes us less frustrated. It helps us be more mindful. It improves our relationships. It lowers our stress. And it allows us to make the world a slightly more peaceful place to be. And it's your turn now. Yes, it's your turn. To instill a little more love into this world, even when there's no great love story to tell. To love the people you are with as much as feasibly possible until you can be with the people who truly deserve your love. Fewer outbursts, less drama, more deep breaths, presence, and love. 
Ultimately, this is the way we find calmness, peace, and new opportunities in life. Let's practice today, together. Well, calmness is a human superpower. There's yeah, no question. <laughs> when, we, when we can create that gap between the frustrations and drama and stress around us and our reactions to it, um, we can save ourselves a lot of grief and honestly save a lot of the people around us a lot of grief as well. Yeah, and probably what causes me to overreact the most on a daily basis is my five-year-old son, right? Like, you know, you can go through these uh, talking points that we just discussed and every single one relates to him, you know, um, that I need to be truly present that I need to take a deep breath, that I need to remind myself that I can't control him, that I need to remind myself that he is going through something, right? I don't completely, when he's having a tantrum or getting frustrated or whining, I don't truly understand what he's going through. So I need to give him that space. Um, So I think, you know, since becoming a parent, I've really been able to practice, you know, calmness and understand that it really is a super uh, superpower. And so with him, when he has these moments and, you know, yeah, they occur often, right? Um, He he doesn't know how to control his emotions just yet and realize that he's getting frustrated. And so I have to control what I can control, you know? I have to make sure I'm setting up setting up the environment that's going to help him the most, right? Like, which means if he's having an outburst, oh, is he too tired? Is he hungry? Um, And trying to help in those ways versus trying to control him because I can't control him, but I can explain to him why we're doing something versus just saying, hey, we're going to be doing this, but explain why we're doing it that way. So trying to communicate better, but not taking it personally and not trying to control him. Right. And the same is true for dealing with adults too. I mean, one thing that we often forget is that like our human instinct is to almost become a child again when we're hurting, right? Mm -hmm. Like when we have a stressful day, when we're in uh, some, some have some level of pain in our lives, we tend to succumb to our human instinct to just whine about it, to cry about it, to complain about it, to sulk in our sorrows, right? This is, this is just a natural part of life and our awareness from the outside looking in can be a great thing, right? Like, like we can be, sometimes we are that person doing the whining. And a lot of times we're not. A lot of times we're the person looking at somebody else who's, who's seemingly being frustrated and rude and out, you know, having outbursts, but they're just being a bit of a child, right? They're, they're just, they're just hurting, mm-hmm. right? In some way. And, and we have to remind ourselves, hurt people, hurt people, right? So when somebody is confused, whether it's a five-year-old or a 40-year-old, and they're frustrated, and they're kind of at their wit's end, they're going to say and do things and be in a, in a way that is not worth reacting to. It's better to have a more mindful and calm response. It's going to leave you um, with dignity, having left that situation, right? Just your calm response to their behavior is, is going to be a lot less stressful and a lot less of a burden on your mind than diving in headfirst to the drama. Um, and, and I agree with you, you know, you, you said create the space for, for, for Mac, you know, for our five-year-old, but create the space for an adult too. And a lot of times what they need is just a little space, right? Let, let them sort some of that out before you engage more deeply in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, meditating has helped me hone in on, you know, the calmness superpower, because I think we do need to practice being still. 
right? Without sitting at a stoplight and or at a red light and checking our phone or always being being on to the next thing. Like we need to learn to be still with ourselves and to slow down. And meditation has really helped with that. There's an app that I love called Insight Timer that you can download. It's absolutely free. And you can do guided meditations on there. Um, you can choose the time frame, you know, one minute to 30 minutes. And that has really helped me to just, you know, center myself, to be still, to be calm, and to just be. Um, and I highly recommend it. Yeah. You know, in our uh, book, Getting Back to Happy, we talk about meditation as one of the most practical tools that you and I have used. Um, and it's for very much what we've just discussed. Um, but meditation, like exercise, you know, which is, in, in my opinion, a form of meditation, if done properly, if you're sitting in the zone, feeling every movement, like really focused on your body and how you're going through these motions, um, it's full presence on oneself. And meditation and exercise both, when used in, in a meditative way, um, can give you more control over the present moment. You're bringing more of your attention into the present moment. You're bringing more of your focus on yourself. And no, you can't stay focused on yourself forever, right? Like meditation, as an example, is not, the purpose is not to sit there and feel great in the present moment singing, you know, kumbaya in your mind. It's putting yourself in a, in, a, in, a, in a state of presence that allows you to then exit that state and put your whole self into the next thing you do, right? So for Angel, I mean, I know for a fact that when you do your meditation, when you do your, 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 your workouts, when you do your float studio, which I know you've mentioned on another episode, um, and you're sitting there and you've dedicated that time to yourself, kind of sitting with your thoughts, sitting with how it feels to be you and your skin, you're a better mom. You're a better friend. I know for a fact you're a better wife coming out of those, those moments. And so that's what it's about. I mean, calmness is a human superpower. There are various tools like meditation, like working out, like yoga um, that can be used, like your float studio, that can be used to put yourself back in the driver's seat, to, to kind of cancel out some of that noise in your life and that stress in your life and put yourself in a more present state so that you are better capable of dealing with the stress factors and the people around you. Mm-hmm. And it takes practice. So being calm and being patient, it takes practice. So don't berate or beat yourself up if, if you're catching yourself, you know, overreacting or snapping, but just recognize it and put some practices in place that we've talked about today so that it can help you develop calmness as your superpower. And if you want more tactics like this, visit us at our annual event titled Think Better, Live Better. Remember, what you think, you see you ultimately become. Think better, live better.